Welcome to the second season finale of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. And I bet you thought I saved something special for the finale here. Well, I didn't. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and terrible fake accents. But by now, those probably don't bother you. So settle in and enjoy the show. Last time, the party split again. But this time, it was to give the Odal what's coming to them. Mist and Trevor were joined by new allies Sass and Tangles the Imp as they set out into the red fields to scatter the guards and free the prison laborers. Mist then recovered the corpse of an ancient, once again covered with magic runes, back to the keep while Tingles set the red fields ablaze. Meanwhile, Rotan and Silway confronted the leader of the Odal, Percival, a.k.a. Percy Twosheds, challenging him to single combat. It turned out that authority does not equal ass-kicking in the ODL, because Rotan bested him easily. At Percy Twosheds' defeat, the Odal actually kept to their word and stood down. Now, amidst new allies and defeated foes, we join them on Multi-Class Theater. A day has passed since the three of you entered the keep. You have each spent the night in a very well-appointed and very comfortable stateroom. It is the first time you've slept in a bed since you left Vankala so long ago. The three of you are awoken independently with someone knocking at your door. You open the door to discover a basin of fresh water and clean linen. Someone stands before you and bows ever so slightly. Um, when you are, when you are freshened up, if you would please proceed to the throne room. Uh, Gromark would be very grateful. Thank you so much. And the person bows deeply and leaves. You freshen up. You feel a little bit better having been able to wipe the grind of the road off of you. And you head downstairs. The three of you meet in the foyer of the Great Keep. There are very large double doors, 20 to 30 feet tall, directly in front of you. You imagine that is the throne room. I think that's the throne room. I didn't realize there was a throne in this place, but I guess it makes sense. Oh, of course there is a throne. You think Percival's the sort of person who wouldn't have a throne? Ha! The bigger question is, if there's a throne, why am I not sitting on it? Well, let's go in there and demand the right to sit on it. Maybe it's heated. Then you'd really like it, Mist. Well, I mean, I I assume any throne we're sitting on would be positioned directly in a sunbeam. Yeah, I'll have to to talk to housekeeping about setting that up. I'm picturing cat castles now. The thrones are on (laughs) tracks that just follow the sunbeam around all day. (laughs) Is, is, Is the door closed, I assume? The door is closed. Silly walks up there and pushes it open. Do you push it all the way open or just like a crack to stick your head in? No, no, she just like shoves it open casually like we belong in here. We're coming in. You shove as hard as you can and the door gets quite a bit of momentum behind it and swings freely and then slams into the wall 
behind it. The echo startles the people inside, and they all turn to look at you. It seems the throne room is full, with probably 200 people standing, talking, hugging. You've stumbled upon a reunion of sorts. There is an aisle which has been left down the center of the throne room leading to the throne itself. The throne at the opposite end is up on a dais, 12 steps high. There are two smaller chairs flanking it. Seated in the throne is Gromok, and standing next to him, six on one side and five on the other, are 11 knights dressed in various armors, various races, various genders, very representative of the group of people assembled before you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Mist looks at the rogue next to him. He looks on the other side, the shining knight with the sword. Is this the one where the tall fuzzy one doesn't get the medal? <laughs> oh no. I I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it, Mist. You'll get one in I don't know, in all of three seasons, maybe. If the fan base makes a large enough stink, you'll be fine. Come on. <laughs> also, very good entrance, Silway. I the little self-conscious here. Maybe you should go first, Artan. You you make a better entrance. Ah, excellent. I will make a performance check. That's a one. <laughs> oh, darn it! R- Rotan trips on the carpet, <laughs> and Mist just steps over him. So Mist is walking down the aisle followed by Silway. Rotan is pulling himself to his feet. As the three of you near the dais in front of you, you notice that in either corner, it looks like there was once enormous statues which have been pulled to the ground. As you reach the bottom of the dais, Gramak holds out his hand, urging you to stop. He waits for Rotan to arrive. I, did I miss anything? No, not yet. I've been waiting for you. Ah. Good people of the Red Fields, we are here to honor your freedom and those who helped make it possible. Before you are our champions, Rotan von Bastard. Uh, Bastard. And they applaud. Uh, well, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Silway. And they applaud. <laughs> she just stands there fidgeting nervously, like chewing on her lip and trying not to <laughs> draw any more attention than is being put up on her already. <laughs> and mist on the river. Mist flicks his tail as if to say, yes, this is the appropriate amount of uh, adulation. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd applauds. And Gromach says, ladies and gentlemen, it has been my distinct honor to serve as your guide in this difficult time. I understand many of you wish me to continue to lead, and it is with a heavy heart that I accept this mantle. But I rule not as a king, but merely as your chosen representative. And as such, this place will no longer be known as the Redfields, but instead as Sanctuary. And we will offer such to any in this land 
who need shelter from oppression. And everybody cheers. Now, to help us guard our sanctuary, I have named these eleven knights, Knights of Gramak. They will help safeguard the boundaries and ensure your safety. But there is room for one more. And he looks down at you, Rotan. Rotan von Bastard. Bastard. You single-handedly defeated the Warden. And as such have earned a great place of honor amongst the people of Sanctuary. Suddenly you see Sauce step forward. And in her hands is one of those cherry wood boxes. She steps down the dais and opens it before you. Inside the box is the sword Percival himself wielded against you. Rotan von Bestard, will you take this sword and be named Knight of Gramak? Ah, uh, uh, wow, wow, I, uh, well, I am, I am honored. Uh, but what does that mean exactly? It is a title of honor you carry with you. I understand that your travels take you elsewhere, and so I should not attempt to keep you here. But should we need you, I would reserve the right to call upon you for aid. Well, in that case, uh, I thank you profusely for, for your offer, but I'm afraid I must decline. I uh, have already sworn myself to Timora, and uh, she must be uh, the one who I follow. That pains my heart to hear, Rotan, but I understand. And Sas closes the box and walks back up the dais. Suddenly you hear a murmuring in the crowd, and then booing as from out of one of the side passages off the throne room, you see Sir Percival IV frog-marched in front of the throne and knelt at your feet. Champions, as you were instrumental in defeating him, I should ask you what should be done with him. Well, he should be dead, clearly. And so I unsheathe the dagger. I feel like death would be a mercy for this one. Well? And you, Mr. Cat? Uh, it's just missed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually with Rotan on this one. This guy seemed to think that, uh, that all this servitude business in the fields was perfectly legitimate and justified, and, well, if that's the case, then seems to me that turnabout's fair play. So you believe we should enslave him? I think he should be made to understand what was was done on his orders. Maybe he changes his mind. Maybe he has a change of heart. Maybe he's even proves to be useful in the long run. So we should just keep him prisoner. I mean, look, the, you've got a big castle. You've got, I mean, you've got a housekeeping staff, which are doing a fantastic job, by the way. I don't know if any of y'all are in here, but, you know, tops. Maybe he ought to join them for a spell. Hmm. That is an interesting idea. Percival looks up at Gromok and the three of you and just kind of 
eyes you warily. I believe that this is a wise and correct course of action. The cat is right. (laughs) Silly sighs audibly and puts her dagger back in its sheath. She's just cranky because she didn't get to stab anyone today. Yesterday. Whatever. Suddenly you hear a noise from the back of the throne room. Oh, hey, everybody. Sorry I'm late. I kind of overslept. Let's go. Oh, no. As Trevor realizes that the room is full of people. Mist's tail absolutely bushes at his entrance. Good morning, Trevor. Hi, everyone. Um, hi. And he just walks down the aisle, just waving sheepishly. Hello. Good, good to see you. Hi, Trevor. And he pull, he walks, falls in sheepishly, sheepishly next to Silway. Really? You slept in, Trevor? Oh, I was like, it was a busy couple of days. I, plus, it's nice to sleep in a bed. Uh, can't argue with that. Pay attention. There's important things going on. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Just just pretend I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. As, 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 as I was saying, Percival IV, you are hereby sentenced to servitude until such time as your sins have been cleansed. Gods, you may remove him. And they drag him to his feet and pull him out of the throne room. And people jeer as he leaves. Roton leans over to Mist and says, That was really a very clever solution, Mist. Torture would not have occurred to me. <laughs> well, you know, cats like to play with their prey. So that's, um, that is all I have for today. Uh, unless anybody else has anything. I don't know how these work. In the, uh, in the annex, there will be coffee and, and donuts so, um, and, and feel free to mingle as long as you wish. Uh, I understand everyone has busy uh, a schedule ahead of them. So, uh, uh, farewell and um, uh, we'll talk soon. And he puts his head in his hands. Oh, I gotta get better at this. So, who's up for breakfast? If it means mingling in the annex and making small talk over donuts, then I'm going to pass. Mist adjusts his lenses. Uh, Hooman, go get me half a dozen donuts. <laughs> do you think they have biscuits and gravy? Alright, it's not that you do want breakfast, all of you. Free donuts. Alright, let's get donuts. Before you can leave the room, Gramok comes down the dais, comes down the steps, and stands in front of you. I'm I'm sorry I didn't give you warning on all of that. It just it sort of occurred to me to do it and and kind of give you sort of an honorarium. I wish it could be more, but we need all of the funds and supplies here to well to start our lives. It will be a difficult road ahead, uh, no doubt. Are you really building an entire city or settlement in this in this location? We already have a village of sorts, so it just... Well, the difficult part is that winter encroaches upon this land. 
at last, and I don't know what we will be able to grow here. But we will figure it out. We... we are resourceful. And perchance we can trade with other communities nearby. So, uh, will you be joining me in the Onyx? Silly fidgets quietly and looks at her companions. Um, sure, King, I'll go. Or, uh, Gromok, or... Is is that where breakfast is? Yes, that is where breakfast will be served. Oh, then, then count me in, yes. We can walk and talk. Okay, so the four of you, or five of you, walk to the annex, which is really a smaller dining room off of uh, the throne room. The tables have been pushed back against the walls, and on top of each you see a spread of donuts, coffee, cider, bacon, and some other fruit stuffs. Once you enter, Gromok is pulled away as it seems like people are just swarming him with questions. Uh, pardon me, I must, I must attend to, you know, affairs of state must take precedent over affairs of state. Very good. Uh, farewell, Gromok. Hello, biscuits. Rotan starts. I don't know. Are there plates? He grabs a plate and starts loading. Uh, Silly will sidle up next to Mist if there's an opportunity to do so. Mist is looking at all the finery and just kind of idly rubbing his fingertips. These people need it. These people need it. These Mist. 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 Yes, what? Did you, um, secure that, that body yesterday? The one in the fields? Oh, yes. Sass and I took care of that. Uh, Sass understood not food. So, uh, oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> it said something about, uh, activate a place of power. Oh, that's what I was afraid of. Is it, is it here? Can I see it? Uh, you can stay here and eat yeah. donuts. I'll go by myself. Well, no, no, no. This, this is magic stuff. You should, two sets of eyes. Uh, human can bring my donuts. Uh, suddenly, uh, mist, you hear a pop next to you. And Tingles pops into sight above your shoulder. And in one of his hands, he's holding uh, two donuts, which are sandwiching a mound of bacon. Oh, boss, you gotta try this. This is fantastic. <laughs> no one said there was bacon. Of course they don't have bacon in hell. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mist waves in the general direction of Human. Bacon, too. <laughs> Rotan narrows his eyes and, and Tingles. What are you doing here? What do you mean? I've been here the whole time. I don't ever leave. I watch you when you sleep. Oh. Dude, that's really creepy. Well, <laughs> why? <laughs> don't you have anything better to do? Not uh, really. I mean, no. No? Are you the one who set everything on fire last night? Um, yes. Ah. Well, in that case... You did good, little demon. Now, wait a minute. That was not the intention. <laughs> no, you did an excellent job. That was that was a very good thing that you did there. No, are you saying I did a good job, or are you saying I did a good thing? Well, you, did, very you did a good job at doing a good thing, yes. All right, now you're just spinning my head around. Well, it's... Silly is just standing slack-jawed at a paladin <laughs> congratulating a devil for lighting a field on fire. <laughs> also, I'd like to say that... That smoke got me wicked high. That explains my dreams last night. So, so anyway, bacon donut sandwich, 
I highly recommend. No, uh, hard agree. And he pops out of existence again. We really need to get Rotan an angel for his other shoulder. I didn't think it were possible, but there might be a little hero in that, uh, in that demon yet. Wait, are you saying you're this close to worshipping that demon? Worshipping? No. No, my heart is only for Timora. Respecting is only a step down from worshipping. What? Do I worship you, Silway? I... do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I do not. I, I, I take it back, you're definitely not a demon worshipper. You're a demon respecter. Ah, well, no, I don't think so. All right. No, that's not true at all. If you say so. Well, perhaps it's true. I mean, I am a demon respecter, but I'm not a demon respecter. Does that make sense? Welcome to the gray area of life. <laughs> Would you like to come look at a dead body with us? Ah, uh, can I take this? I'll take I'll take the biscuits. <laughs> like ladles on some more gravy and then and then follow stuff. Trevor, you're coming too. When you turn around to ask Trevor, you notice that he's gone, and that he seems to be over talking to Gramok and a bunch of other people, including Sauce. Right, I think Trevor is occupied. Social butterfly. Right, let's go. Let's go see this body. Uman, bring the donuts. You're not entirely sure where you're going, but it doesn't take you long to find a circular stone staircase leading down into the underchambers of the keep. Unlike the rest of the keep, this is decidedly not posh. It is dark, it is dank, it smells of rot, mildew. You find a number of prison cells that look like they have been there since this keep was built. All of them at the moment are unoccupied. At the end of the passage, you come to a door. And on the other side of the door is a chamber very much like the one you found Rotan in, back at the Odal Keep in Vankala. A series of wood tables, all of which are stained red. And there is red residue all over the stone floors and on some of the walls. Laying on one of these tables is your corpse. Of all the places to put a dead body, I mean, I guess this works, but still, so creepy. Silway goes up to inspect the, the corpse closely. Okay, I mean, it's very much as I described before. It has the sigils that have been branded and carved into the flesh. It is definitely an ancient, or was an ancient. Um, you see by looking at them that... Uh, actually, give me a investigations check. Uh, Thirteen. Okay, you seem to recognize a few of the sigils as being the same as the corpse that you discovered back in Nightfall. Do I recognize that same sense of, like, words that mean activating? It, it looks like the same sigils. That the same sigils you saw before have been carved on this one. You're getting the same sense of the meaning uh, of the sigils having something to do with breaking. Um, and is the body, like... Not destroyed, but like, is, is it, would the face be recognizable? Well, it has been covered in sigils, but, you know, you could still, it's not desecrated beyond recognition. So you, you could see that is the, the, the body of a um, very dark skinned 
a young man, for all you can tell, though you know better. All right. Uh, she she's leaning over it and pointing at individual sigils, and with fists helps. Uh, yes, act, activate this one's this one's breaking. Uh, it, it, they're definitely doing something. But but breaking what? How do you activate and break something at the same time? Like, are you activating breaks? That doesn't seem like the right kind of breaks. What's? I wish I knew. Are we activating power to break a seal? Is that what it is? Like you're plugging something in and then busting something out? If, if there's a, a ward that's holding something back, destroying the ward might activate the thing it was protecting. Is there some like sealed evil in a can sitting below this continent that, that we need to worry about? There is a lot of magic on this continent. So wait, give me a history check. I, I think you're going to know this. I'm going to give you advantage because I, I think you would know this. Yes. The advantage gave me a natural 20. <laughs> Silway knows the answer, which is? Yes. As Mist is talking about this, your mind immediately leaps to a trip you once took to see the black rock at the heart of Tyr. And you remember as you were standing there holding Suldal's hand, you remember her telling you of the wards that guarded the entrance to the chamber of the rock. This looks familiar. There, there are words like this that guard, that guard places of power on this in this world. One of them is in Tyr. This must be another, or somewhere near here that somebody was trying to use this, this ancient to, I guess, break the words. You think a crystal was the, was involved at all, or is that just a coincidence? There's definitely crystals involved. The the shard that brought magic into the world was a, a huge crystal. No, but I mean that like death crystal thing that almost ate Rotan's brother. That could definitely be part of it. Her eyes go wide. That might be related. Did we do someone a favor by shattering that? Wait, let me rephrase that. Did Rotan do someone a favor by shattering that? (laughs) I really hope not. It was an evil crystal. There wasn't anything else down there that I remember seeing. Well, we definitely have two bodies, both the same ruins. The pattern is... there's. This is going to keep happening. Are you saying we we shouldn't have destroyed the evil lightning screaming crystal? I don't know. I don't know anything about magic or what crystals need to be destroyed, which ones need to be preserved, which ones need to be filled up like a battery. I don't I don't know. That one had an evil vibe for days. It did. Mist pulls out the map from the Brotherhood. So we're here and here, and you said something about one I know there's like a there's a crisscrossy pattern thing going across. Is there like a dot on tier, or do things cross at tier? Silway points at the map directly in the center of it, where all six lines cross, and says that is tier. Tier is the center of this map. Okay, then I'm gonna go ahead and put two and two and two dead ancients together, and surmise that whatever this is about is in tier. Oh, that does not sound good at all. I know an ancient in tier. Wait. I hope she's not in danger. What? You know What? You what? know what? an ancient? I I I said I said too much. Wait. What? <laughs> Dude, I'm carrying a shard of tear, all right? If I'm trusting you with that, come on. Fine. There are there's there's at least one ancient in tier, and probably several more. But there's one that I know very well, and I'm concerned for her safety now. So anyway, why didn't you tell us this before? Why does my past matter? 
Because we are your friends, Silway. Well, that I'm telling you now. Well, yes. After two immortal ancients have dropped dead, yes. Well, that that's when it started seeming relevant. Well, okay. Look, I, I, I don't even know if she wants to see me anymore. Like, we did not leave on good terms. Ah, you had a falling out. Not, not so much a falling out as a, a running away. Ah. She might be looking for me. She might know exactly where I am, knowing her and her network. I, I don't know. Wait, is this another Thieves' Guild thing? It, no, no, it's not a Thieves' Guild thing. It's, it's the exact opposite of a Thieves' Guild, I promise you. Oh, were you an altar woman? A what? <laughs> an altar woman. Somebody who works in the church. I... No, but church? There's no churches in theater. What? This, they don't they don't have altar women if that, uh, is that even a word there's no there's no churches in tier that's a thing that you all brought with you to this world really there are no churches anywhere here well I think they built some in Roth maybe in Nightfall too ah that ex- because I I was under the impression that this place uh, just cared less about gods but I didn't know I never fully appreciated. I mean, tear this place off, or to have no churches at all. What do people believe in? They, they believe in all kinds of things. They believe in magic, and they believe in order, and they believe in laws. But but who do they worship? They believe in tradition. The the ancients have, have a, a strong, or not just really so much anymore, but they. They had a strong role in founding of Tyr, and their their principles guide us. We have principles and rules, just we don't worship anybody. How very strange. Well, I think your way is strange. I bet there are plenty of evildoers in Tyr. Oh, I, I assure you there are plenty of evildoers in Tyr. Ah, well that's because you don't have enough churches. Ah, of course, yes. Places <laughs> with churches don't have evildoers. Ah, well, maybe we have less. I tried to run the numbers on this once, but I I ran out of numbers. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So I, I I've seen the body. I, I I've seen as much as I know as much as I can of these ruins. Miss, did you you wrote down the ones we had before, right? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. And I don't recognize this particular ancient Alright. So this is bugging me. This ancient just blip appeared here. Our boy down in nightfall we found him by the side of the road then somebody stole him from us then put him in place at the brotherhood right at griffin's perch yes okay so either the person who stole the already dead guy was different from the person who killed the dead guy or somebody killed him left him behind then what, circled back around to steal him from us later? Why not just take him then? Perhaps we scared him off. We are heroes, after all. Well, we weren't then. Uh, and it's arguable now. Well, uh, d- don't speak for me. Well, no, it's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty heroes now. We leveled up. So here's my thinking. If we scared somebody off, there was nobody else out there. There was, there was us there was a boar that we barbecued and what so wait for some reason there's something about the last entry in the journal that scratches your brain 
You're not quite sure what, but for some reason you're thinking the last entry. Silway will uh, pull out the journal out of her her bag and flip it open and click on gmail.com. And uh, (laughs) at some point you've got to let me borrow that. She flips open to the last page. Let's see here. This is uh, this was dated two days before we found it. The time has come. makes preparations for another journey. I will follow once more. We are far from anyone. I will make myself known. I only hope I can make him see reason. We have both known too much tragedy. I can sense the veil tremble as if I, re- as if I could reach across time and space and touch her. I believe I am prepared. I will stalk you along the road and create a teleportation circle before I reveal myself. Should things take a little turn, I should be able to retreat to and return with others. Perhaps I am being rash. Perhaps I should seek out others. No, I cannot wait longer. My reluctance and fear have cost us too much already. It is time for me to take a stand. I love my heart. Give me strength to do what I must. I carry you with me always. That's the last thing he wrote. He talks about he. Who's the, who's the other person that he's trying to see reason with? The other person is another ancient whose name is Endo. I don't know. I've read stories with much more dramatic endings than that. Well, he's straight up dead. Like, that's about as dramatic an ending as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't really write that last part. I mean, he didn't write it, but that's the point. Like, if he had written it, then it would be really dramatic. Be on par with, like, you know, uh, they are coming. <sighs> Or uh, the castle, uh, you know, classic, thing, classic <laughs> book endings like that. If the book doesn't end with the the last words scrawling off the end of the page, it's not a good book. Uh, that would tell us that 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 was what he was thinking about. I was gonna say, I guess his uh, hasty retreat teleportation circle did not fly because uh, he did not get away. Or he teleported here and then died after. Yes, he could have been injured admitted to his escape circle and then succumbed to his wounds. You mean you think he was here here? Here in the Red Fields? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't I don't remember seeing Von Kular or the Red Fields mentioned. Perhaps if I type control F and search for those words. <laughs> <laughs> Rotan has a locate object spell. Does that work for words in journals? Mist Mist, give me an arcana check. Uh I forget my spells. I rolled an actual one. <laughs> oh, no. I swear to God. <laughs> I don't know why he was taken to Nightfall, though. Who what? The... <laughs> mist, mist, wake up. Step out of it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of food. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Listen, I think I pieced this together. The man who killed him came back to find him. And the journal mentions that this man is Indu. He once owned Griffin's Perch. Something about Griffin's Perch and about this place here in the fields... They are important enough to be on this map and to be circled. Right, I assume they're places of power, but but if Endu killed him, then who the fuck is that? Well, did he write a journal? Simply looks for a journal on it. That's a good point. And he, was he uh in his all together, as you might say? Uh, he was naked. So, <laughs> well, the important thing to know is that there's going to be more dead ancients at one of these four circles along the edge of the map. Yes. Unless we put a stop to it. How many ancients are there left? Nobody knows for sure, but they are very rare. Four? I assume more than four, but I don't really know. Well, two fewer. And I know for sure the ones in Tier are probably in danger. Right, we need to, we need to get out of this keep for one thing, right? We need to go back to Vankala. We need to decide what to do next. 
before you three leave the room, Trevor walks in, and he's looking a little bit nervous. Um, hey guys. Oh good, you're here. We're just about to leave. Uh, yeah, um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. I, I think I'm going to stay here. Stay, stay here? Yeah. As in, in this keep? Well, yeah, I mean, Kramok needs a lot of help. And I, you know, I, he asked me and he looks down at his waist. And you see Trevor has a shiny new sword strapped to it. So, yeah, he when you said no, he kind of asked me, and I said yes. You're a, you're a knight of Gromach? I guess so. Tre- Trevor, are you saying you you took my place? Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to. It just all happened kind of fast. Well, I am very impressed, Trevor. Oh, you're turning into a regular real hero. Well, I mean, thanks. I shall look forward to your career with great interest. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> quick question. Can you see well enough to use that? Um, not, not really, but they don't, they don't really know that. Uh, so I, I figured I could just, you know, stand in the back and, and, and shoot things if if it came to that. Uh, mostly, I just thought I would help out around here and and maybe help build like houses and and things. I, I mean, I'll miss you guys, and and I part of me I really don't want to leave because you've been you've been nicer to me than anyone else in my life. So you're you're really just going to stay here, like forever. Well, I don't know about forever, but for a while. You know, I, I've listened to Rotot talk about... Uh, about the greater good and about nobility and about um, Taimora and, and about doing the right thing. And, and I think this is the right thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably true. Silly is just kind of staring into the distance a little bit. Not really looking at him. Oh. Right, right, fine. Yeah, okay. You, you stay here. That's that's probably what's what's best for everyone. I mean, I I don't wanna. So I. No, it's fine. Just just stay. I mean, whatever. Just... No, it's but. So I, you're always. You're you're very special to me, and and. You always will be, but I, I, I think as I, I think maybe our our paths kind of go different ways at this point. He starts crying, like a, a tear is running down his face. Yeah, yeah, our paths are diverging. Good luck, Trevor. And she stalks off in, oh. in, out of the room. Um. I, I didn't mean it for it to go like that. Like what? He starts, like, openly crying. Like, tears are streaming down his face. And he turns to you, Rotan. 
and he puts his head against your chest <laughs> and begins to sob. Oh, this poor boy. Ah, uh, there, 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 there. <laughs> uh, Roton pats him on the head. <laughs> what? What is? What is wrong, Trevor? You're going to be. You're going to go off and do amazing things. I have no doubt. Why are you crying? I, because she, 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 she doesn't like me anymore, and and I think I hurt her, and I, I didn't want to, to happen. I, I, I love you, you guys, so, 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 so much. I, I wanted to be with you always, but I just don't. I don't know. Did, did I do the right thing? Trevor, what does your heart tell you? Um, it's very confused. Ah, good. Confused is good. Okay. It means there's an answer somewhere. You just haven't found it yet. Okay. And never you mind about Silway. Okay. She Thanks. she she acts like she doesn't like all of the people she likes. I mean, <laughs> look at me. I'm sure she loves me, but ah, uh, but she she treats me like I I don't exist. Also, some of the time, uh, so I w- really wouldn't let it get to you too much. You know, it. We'll all meet each other again soon, sometime soon, probably, unless we die. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm just kidding. We won't die. Are you kidding? Not Roton. Now, now, quick, quick hero quiz. Are you ready? Uh, I guess. Okay, you come to a castle. The castle is surrounded by a moat of thorns. You get through the moat of thorns and you climb to the highest tower in the castle and there, lying in a bed is a princess who is asleep. What do you do? Uh, I try to wake her up. Ah, you'll do great. <laughs> he ruffles his hair and then turns to sleep. <laughs> uh, okay. He looks over at Mist somewhat expectantly. Mist has discreetly cast invisibility on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor just looks around, finding that he's alone, alone, and he puts his head down, peanut style, and shuffles out of the room. Oh, thanks! Oh, Oh, this poor kid. Oh, Silway found the uh, the nearest door, and basically is just like standing on the other side of it, out of view. Oh man, That's that's all she's done. Holy crap, everyone, we're making it through the second season of Multiclass Theater. We're stoked to have survived two seasons, and we're looking ahead already to our third season. But before we get there, we are going to have another Q&A episode. If you have questions about us, the show, whatever, um, geology in particular, uh, because I can speak to that, Adam and I can speak to that. Please don't ask geology questions. We had too many of those already. (laughs) Hard disagree. But regardless, whatever questions you do have about our silly little show, please send them on to us, Twitter, 
Facebook, email. We would uh, love to hear from you and be more than happy to talk at length about our production. This is true. We like to talk about ourselves, but also we like to talk about the production and the characters and the story. And we'd like to hear from you um, and your questions and impressions about this last season. Uh, Season three is around the corner. Last year, between one and two, we had a series of interlude episodes, uh, which were supposed to be one-offs, just kind of fun little side adventures which somehow turned into part of the main story i blame myself somebody put the primary artifact of the world into an interview episode hey if tolkien can do it so can i there you go (laughs) you want to be careful comparing yourself to tolkien just say it just say it. okay okay speaking of which i was gonna bring this up later but i've been doing a chronological rewatch of all of the the hobbit movies and then the lord of the rings movies i think that the hobbit movies are pretty self-explanatory um, Excellent. Five stars. Yes, five stars. Best of the bunch. Five out of 100 stars. No, I, I would say, though, and I think a lot of people think that uh, The Two Towers is the best of the three movies. Mm. I think the first one is the best. The Two Towers has a spectacular ending. Yeah. But besides that, it has, it has like, it has the... Why the hell am I blanking on it? Uh, the the big place where they fight with Helms all the... Deep. Helms Deep. That's the. You know. I'm sorry. How many how many years did we play in Lord of the Rings Online? I'm just double checking. Yeah, and how many times did I read the book? Yeah, I know. But it has that, and it has the amazing Sam speech. But beyond that, it's just there's a lot of bad in that movie. If they had just taken the elves out of the two towers, it would have been much better. But yeah, like the elves and the whole, you know, I guess you still have to deal with Arwen, but like... Why would, uh, why would the elves show up? The whole point of the elves is they're fading and going into the West. They're not there to fight. <laughs> you fade faster if you die in a battle with a bunch of... <laughs> like, apparently this is the last <laughs> alliance of elves and men, not the one before. So Jackson said that by his, his intention on including the elves at Helm's Deep was to kind of answer that question that, well, there's this whole elven enclave and humans and elves we saw them fighting together at the start of the first movie so why aren't they why aren't they here why aren't they doing literally anything because they're elves that's what they do they linger and they fade <laughs> but 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 to, but from the standpoint of your average audience member who hasn't read the books and is like ooh that looks fun might wonder why are only humans doing anything here then explain it better mr director that's that's that, at least that's how he justified it. That it was basically to show that yeah, the elves actually are taking part in this struggle. We're just otherwise not going to see it. I remain unswayed. Well, no, I I mean I'm not saying that to sway you. I'm just saying like this is where. And hey, at least they didn't actually have Arwen at that battle. Yeah, well, Asgiliath, which is another thing. Which <sighs> they also added that too, just to create more tension. I like I don't mind like I'm not one of these Faramir purists who are like oh my god like I actually like that change like I, I don't like that in the book Faramir is basically like I, I, he's like a Mary Sue he's I, a Bombadil I, quality character in the book because yeah they're he, both like ring re- ah. yeah this is not I, there's no sway over me it highlighted the relationship with his father too of like I want to impress my dad and no I've had a moral epiphany and I'm going to be my own man and whatever else gives him an arc yep it does and and because there's also that silly line where you know they're like after the the ring race 
suddenly disappear for some reason after Sam takes Frodo down from the parapet because, like, the battle's over at that point for some reason. Even though they know the ring is right there. You know, Faramir says to Frodo, he's like, I think at last we understand one another. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What, what changed? It was Sam's speech. Sam was such a speechifier that Faramir overheard that, I thought, right? I, I, that that part's not clear. No, because he walks up to Frodo after the speech is over. Welcome to Multiclass Theater. We are a Tolkien digression podcast. <laughs> I, I, I I have it on good authority that people like our nerdy digressions. All right. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm saying it right here. Desolation of Smog is the worst. They got so much worse after each. Uh... I actually, I think the Battle of Five Armies is better than Desolation of well, Smog. I mean, that's too bad because Desolation of Smog was so bad that I had no desire to see the third. Did you all see um, in the news? I think it, it came out Friday that J.J. Uh, Abrams was in talks to do another trilogy set in the Lord of the Rings universe. No. <laughs> No, now you're just no. trolling us. I, I no, am just. Tro- that, I just wanted to yeah, see all okay. your faces. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. <laughs> and they were wonderful faces, indeed. <laughs> you're an evil man, Adam. You're my friend, but you are evil. That was a mean thing to do. <laughs> yeah. On that note, uh, let's get back to the story. Uh, enjoy the rest of this episode. And uh, Quentin Tarantino's making a Harry Potter film. All right, we're oh, done. Stop. Out. You're out. <laughs> Fool me once. Back to the show. Did you want to uh, have a brief conversation with Glor, or did you want to... Yes, I would like to find out if Glor is going to come with us. Uh, You actually find out that from talking to Sas that Glor is actually in a room on the same floor that you were all on. Uh, He has his own stateroom, and when you knock, you are greeted by a very sort of, a very hearty, Come in, Glor! How are you today? Oh, Rotard, I am feeling much better. You sound much better. Sas has treated me very well, and I... And you you look at him, and you see that his hair has been brushed, his beard has been trimmed, he's wearing uh, new clothes, which are very fancy, velvet, uh, velvet doublet. Uh, he looks very striking. Uh, but you also notice that in his beard, there is more gray in it than you remember. So, Rotan, I... Shall we be hitting the road yes, soon? Yes, we were we just getting ready to leave for uh, Vonkla. Are you ready to come with us? Of course. I have a... I have a child. I have a... I have a woman I love. I will definitely be going with you. Yes, you do. Very good. Uh, well, you can meet us in front of the castle in, uh, I don't know, uh, the amount of time that it takes for uh, the other two to do whatever they're doing. Uh, Rotan, real quick, while we are alone. Yes. I had the strangest dream. Ah, yes. I've had quite a few of those as well. I fought father, and I struck him down. I've carried this with me. This stain. This dishonor. It eats at my soul, Rotom. Ah, well, I wouldn't worry. Uh, 
Father's okay. I fought him too. You fought him too? Yes, I I had uh, also, uh, I looked into uh, uh, some kind of mirror thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, and and father was there as well, and uh, and he he uh, he beat me up, and then I uh, I woke up in a room with a very very strange man, who painted red on me, and then I then I saw some other things which don't make any sense to me at all. But you did not kill father. Well, no. Well, of course not. It was obvious it wasn't father. Not to me. I fear my rage got the better of me. I... I must write him when we return to Vankala Roton. This feud of ours has gone on long enough. What? Between you and him? Yes. Well, uh... The, the postage on that is going to be quite extensive... I shall pay whatever, or perhaps I should go to Nightfall and show him his grandson. Well, uh, you, you must do what you must, my brother. I, I must follow my own journey. We are on a very noble quest. Uh, you will have to tell me about it as we ride back to Bankala. Yes, I will certainly do so. Uh, so let me grab, wait. Do you have my sword? Your sword? Ah, yes. Mine. I think the cat might have that. <laughs> the cat person keeps track of uh, pretty much everything I don't keep track of. So, ah, uh, yes, he probably has that. Then I shall ask the cat person. Yes. Call him Mist. He likes that. Mist. I shall. Yes. Call him by his name. He likes that. after you gather your things find yourselves in the courtyard there is a wagon there for your use with two stout looking horses to pull it standing on the steps of the keep are Trevor Gromach and Sas Trevor is not handling this well Gramak steps forward. Well, I'm uh, sorry to see you go, but I... I do understand. The world needs you. And I am thankful that young... Young Master Hammerfist has decided to stay behind. Yeah, about that. (laughs) His safety... On you. Just so we're clear. Uh, Yes, he... I understand. Should you have need of us, uh, you can contact us and we will try to help as you have helped us. And then Sas comes down to the three of you and looks at all of you, especially Silway, and says, No hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. Be safe. Yes, you as well. Should you have need of my people, they will assist you. And then Sas bows to the three of you and returns back to stand next to Gromach. Finally, Trevor comes down to you. Well, I, I guess this is it. 
I'm really sad that you're leaving. But Gromlock says that sometimes these things happen and we have to be strong. And that that is what being a hero is all about. So, um... Missed. Uh, I'll miss your... I'll miss your wit and I'll miss your, your, your jokes and your friendly ribbing, which I know was all done out of kindness. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Rotan, I mean, not dad. <laughs> I had to do it one last time. Hello, not son. You are a, you, you are a, a, a shining example of what a hero should be. And I hope that I can only do one-tenth of the great things that you have. Okay, think quick. You find a different princess in a different tower, and this one has no doors. But the princess does have very long hair. What do you do? Um, I guess I'd climb the hair. Ah, oh, good man. You'll do fine. And then he lowers his head, and he kicks at the, the ground. And he, he, he really, he doesn't want to look up. Um, I'll miss you most of all, Zoe. You, you are my friend and my companion. As long as you're the only one who ever treated me well in, in, in the guild. And I'll, I'll miss you. I'll miss you more than anything. My heart, it, it breaks that, that that you're leaving. And I know this doesn't make me a good hero or a strong person, but I just, I, I just, I really love you so way. Yeah, yeah, people people say that. She, she's also looking everywhere except at Trevor. Oh. I, I, I thought you liked us, Trevor. I do. I do. You're my family. Well, I guess family never sticks around. So, I, can I... Can, can I have a hug? I, I don't... Fine. Fine. Sure. I think she's got her arms crossed across, across her chest, and she just sort of leans towards him to let him hug her, but she doesn't uncross her arms. He pulls you close and squeezes you very, very tight. And you can feel the wetness and the warmth of his tears against your neck. He doesn't want to let go, but he must. And finally, he does. I think she just stands there stiffly through the entire hug, just waiting for him to let go. And then once he does, she turns and heads towards the the carriage and climbs inside in a, in a bit of a huff I guess this is it um Rotan tell Gruber I said goodbye I certainly will I'm sorry I never got to taste his ham ah uh, well perhaps someday you will he nods and then he steps back on the steps next to Gromok and Sas so is this like the carriage that they brought up for us or a wagon it's a wagon. Zoe's so, so sitting in it, but she has her back turned to everybody else and is trying her hardest to like contain any emotion she's feeling right now. 
not doing a very good job, but she's trying very hard. Silway, is something the matter? No, I'm fine. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's go. You slap the reins, or the wagon begins to pull out. And you see on the steps behind you, Gromach raises his hand in a wave. Sas bows her head, and Trevor waves before turning and burying his face in his hand. And you see Gromach turn and put his hand on his shoulder. And then you're outside the gates, down the hill, and on the road to Vankala. Your journey from Sanctuary is much faster than the trip there. These horses are well-fed and fresh. The snows seem to have relented, and it's only a cold breeze that blows through the mountain peaks. You're not exactly sure what time of year it may be, but the snow seems to be a little less deep. The road seems to be a little clear. You think perhaps spring is soon to arrive. After a number of hours, you see the gates of Ankala rising in the distance. The city looks very much as you left it. A week ago, in your mind, the wagon passes through the gates. You come to the center square. The statue, which once commanded presence over the square, is gone. A stone marker stands in its place. Well, they, they knocked that down fairly quickly. Oh, how about read that marker? You read the marker, and the marker is surrounded by small pine trees and bushes, evergreens, and sort of a sculpted, not a rock garden, but it's landscaped very well. And as you clear the frost away from the top of the stone marker, you reveal a bronze plaque. On it reads, This is dedicated to Inglorioso Bastard, Rotan von Bastard, Mist on the River, Silway, and Trevor, heroes who gave their lives that Vankula could be free. Um, you, you, you guys might want to read this. I'm missing something. I'm very confused. They think we're dead. Are we dead? I... Did, did that crystal kill us? No. No, we... No. Oh, that would be a twist. What if it did kill us, and we've been talking to dead people this whole time? Well, they were kind of ghosts, weren't they? They were. So maybe now we're ghosts. No, if I... Quick, were... quick, watch this! Uh, Rotan tries to walk through the pedestal. Uh, you, you, it's solid. Ah, so I, either we are not dead, or the pedestal is a ghost as well. But no, we're probably alive. No, if I were dead, I'd be in my ring. As you are investigating the stone marker and the little shrine, one of the townspeople who is walking past, carrying a bundle of firewood, sees you, stumbles over his own feet, and drops the wood all over the ground. He gawks at you and says, Oh, dear Lord! And sprints into the gilded garret. Dudes, 
We're make a random passerby drop shit in the street famous. Oh. Maybe we should go correct some uh, misconceptions people have about our mortality. All I can think of are Christmas Carol references now. (laughs) (laughs) Young boy, what day is it? (laughs) You're standing there discussing what to do next. When all of a sudden, a stout man in a long white apron comes sprinting out of the gilded garret. Do we recognize him? Oh, sir! Oh, sir! Oh, my God, sir, you're alive! Oh, sir! And he slams into you, Rotan, with all of the force and might that he could muster. Uh, strength check. <laughs> Sixteen. You are able to st- to stay on your feet, but Gruber hugs you and pulls you close and is almost trying to climb on top of you and hug you. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, sure. I thought you were dead, sure. I thought you were all dead, sure. Uh, well, well, we're, we're fine, yes. Uh, it, why did you think we were dead? We've only been gone a couple of days. Uh, a couple of days, sir. Oh, no, sir. Sir, you've been gone. You've been gone a year, sir. Oh. What? <laughs> Yeah, sir. You you disappeared after you you they captured you, sir. And I thought you were dead. And then and then Mr. Cat and and Shuei went after you. And 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 I never saw you again. Well, I did see you after we we saved you, but then then you left to go. I just, sir, it's been. I kept waiting for you to come back, and then and then you never did, sir. Good Lord! Oh yeah. Oh yes, sir. Boy, that went by fast. Oh, oh it's good to see you too, Mum. And uh, Mr. Cat, it's... it's. Where's... where's Trevor, sir? Trevor's gone. Trevor's dead? No, no. <laughs> Trevor... Trevor is... is forging his own path as a hero. Oh, I... I see. But if you ever want to see him, you can just go up the road. We have dealt with the ODL. Oh... Yeah, they, um, this all fell apart, sir. It's very strange. There was, there was one day, um, like a few days ago, this crazy guy on a horse came riding through the village saying, it's all over, doom is upon us. And, and then he just kept riding, sir. Huh. Sylvie leans over to Mist and kind of sighs and whispers, is, is this how time crystal magic works? <laughs> and then uh, over your shoulder, Mist, there's a pop. Hey, how's the mook? Oh, sir, there's a demon, sir. It's right there, sir. We got a uh, spider, I sir. I know, I know. Uh, we, he is on probation. Uh, but he isn't as bad as he thinks he is. Sir, he's a demon, sir. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But he did set a bunch of evil things off plants on fire so so I'm going to give him a pass for the moment but I'll be watching him and I, I squint at Tingles. Which is funny because he'll be watching you too. Eh? 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 Oh, oh sir. Oh sir. Is this is this your brother, sir? Ah, yes. Go meet Gruber. Gruber's my squire. Oh, he's the... Rotom is the great, greatest 
hero of them all, sir. I'm honoured to meet someone uh, who has been so important in his life. Grubba, I am honoured to meet you. Oh, that's awful kind of you. Oh, shucks. He starts blushing. Oh, um, uh, uh, Rotan's brother. Um, your wife, sir. I think, I think you should go to her, sir. Oh, and a little wily, sir. He's, well, he's not so little anymore. He's like walking and stuff. He calls me Uncle Gruber. <laughs> Gruber grabs, Rotan grabs you and Glor by the hand. And starts dragging you, pulling you through the streets. She's doing very well. Well, she was doing well a year ago. Hmm. Oh, she no, she's great. She just misses, she just misses her husband, and 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 Wiley's father. And he, uh, as he's walking, he like struggles to remove the apron, but he's finally able to remove it, and then he throws it back towards the inn, and yells to nobody in particular. Tell Milo I quit. <laughs> Rotom's back and he needs me. Uh, have you been working as a cook? Oh, yes, sir. Oh. Is there ham? Oh, of course, sir. Oh. He, he, Milo's very clever, sir. He created something called a wood-burning oven, sir. So I can make me ham any time I want, sir. Oh. And I don't have to burn down any houses, sir. Hmm. We shall have to see if it tastes the same. Oh, very good, sir. I was going to say, the town looks surprisingly intact for you cooking all this time. Oh, well, I mean, I did burn down one house, sir, but it really <laughs> wasn't my fault. I mean, but it was sort of was my fault, but, like, who knew fire could, like, spread, like, from, like, if you were cooking outside and then the wind blew? And then he pulls you through the streets, up the front porch, and opens the door, walks right in. And uh, you hear from inside the house... Oh, hey, hey, Gruber, did you forget your apron again? You know, you gotta keep, like, you can't keep losing these. I, I can only sew you so many. Um, um, ma'am, um, I've got, I've got a wonderful surprise. Several wonderful surprises. Oh, is that, is that Rotan? Yes. And she walks out of the kitchen. And she is holding in her arms... A 15-month-old child with sandy blonde hair, piercing blue eyes, who is sucking his thumb. Oh, Rotan, I never thought I'd see you again. Yes, well, I, uh, I try not to disappoint people. But you've been gone so long, and... And it's at that moment that she catches sight of Glore. And the words fall away from her lips. And she runs to him, throws her arms around him, their child between them. He hugs her tightly, lifts her chin, kisses her on the forehead, and then the lips. And the three of them embrace and weep together. Gruber leads you back through the streets. Uh, You're actually following your same footprints. Oh, sure, I've been staying there. I've got a room on the top floor of, of her house. But I, I guess I, I guess I can give that up, sir. Where, where are we going, sir? 
Oh, well, weren't you a cook? Oh, um, well, I was, I was sort of braising um, a, 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 a pork loin, sir. Oh, I hope it's not burning down the house again. Ah, it might be. Gruber starts to jog ahead. But when you get to the end, you discover nothing is on fire. Oh, hey there. Hey there, heard you were back in town. So, you know, good to see you again. Still got those rooms up there if you want them. Uh, yes, perhaps for for one night. I, uh, I believe we have places we need to go in the morning. We certainly do. Yes. Uh, okay then. Yeah, have a gold piece. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. That, uh, that, that should do nicely for, for both rooms there. Are we, like, can we, like, sit down for dinner or something real quick? Yeah, sure. Gruber uh, prepares a feast for you, a welcome back feast. He even bakes you something called pretzel bread. All of it is delicious. All right, so Silway spends most of the meal just sort of poking at her food. And, and towards the end, she reaches into her bag and pulls out the, the journal from the ancient that she's been carrying around and hands it to Mist. And she says, here, I, I want you to have this. I know you can read it with your weird magic or spell that you use sometimes. I think you'll need it more than I do. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll hang on to it. Sure. I, I, I think I have to, to leave I need to go back to Tyr. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I figured we would do that. We just need to, you know, kind of catch our breath a minute. I mean, alone. I There's some things that I need to, to do. Oh. What? There's my... There's somebody there that I need to go protect, and there's some things that I broke that I need to fix. Yes, your, your ancient friend. We can help you. I... I don't... This is not a thing you can help with. Why not? It's it's personal. It's it's not a quest. It's it's something that I have to do. Uh, yes. Well, we can back you up. This is not a thing that you can back me up. This is this is my family. This is something they did, and that I did. That I need to resolve. That I ran away from a long time ago, and I need to go face it. Silway, are you in danger? I don't know. Maybe, but I know my. My mentor, my friend, is in danger. I think she is. We would like to help you. Right, he like makes a significant glance at Mist. Yeah, ab- I mean, absolutely. Uh, look, I think we've got a pretty good sense of what's hunting ancients, and we can help. We, we could help with... Uh, I don't know. I I don't know what to do anymore. But I am going to tear and I, I don't know if you're are you coming is that where you wanted to go next was tier tier I mean we don't have any place else to be no and if there are people up to no good in tier then I would very much like to be there to stop them I don't know how welcome you would be there it is not a place that is welcoming of, of foreigners or anything out of the ordinary she sort of looks at mist <laughs> <laughs> Miss grins, gives her the finger, and then taps his hat to change into. <laughs> no. She smirks at him. They'll see right through that, Mist. Perhaps we can travel together, but 
my family I need to confront alone. We will accompany you if you if you wish it, and we will help you if you ask. I'm not going to ask for help, Rotan. Very well. Then we will give you help. <laughs> and he gives her a big grin. We we will we can travel together. But if if by some chance we get separated and you and you find yourself in tear, look for the house of Isiliath. They will know how to find me. The house of Isiliath. House of Isiliath. Oh, very well. It is well known. It is a way to find me if we if we get separated. Very good. Ah. Oh. I think I've had enough dinner for tonight. Silway. You if there's something you're hiding, you can tell us, you know. No, I cannot tell you. I can't tell you. Rotan doesn't know what to say to that. I will see you both in the morning, okay? Wait, 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 wait. Will you see us both in the morning? Um probably. I I don't know. I'm I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm going to have to get a new local guide, aren't I? She just looks down at her plate that's still three quarters full of food. I'm going to need to find a new thief. I'm not a thief. Uh, or a spy, or whatever. Whatever you are. Miss Lean leans into Silway and whispers, You're really going to leave me with him? <laughs> oh, there's... <laughs> there's she grins one. slightly. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I really don't. None of us do? Yeah. But I think I need time to think. Can I have one of the rooms to myself this tonight? Uh, it's fine with me. Yeah. Thank you. We uh, will probably be setting out at, at first light. I wouldn't mind like a date of rest, but we gotta go, we gotta go. It is a long road to Tyr. You can rest in the wagon. Our enemies do not take vacation. Probably. Maybe they have holidays. I don't know. Kind of asking. It's kind of what I'm getting at here. Is we've earned one. But hey, priorities, right? We can sleep when we're dead. The three of you are sitting there in a very quiet, awkward, almost melancholy silence. When out of nowhere, Gruber appears, clearly not reading the room. Okay, who wants pumpkin oh, pie? No. <laughs> And he looks at all of your faces. It's just, oh, um, okay, we can have it tomorrow. And he turns around and walks slowly back towards the kitchen. Uh, Sylvia's going to push her plate of pie in front of Mist and then stand up and, and start walking back towards the stairway and say, I, I will see you both in the morning, okay? Very good. We'll see you in the morning. Holding you to that. She nods and goes upstairs. I should like to, uh, if we're going to leave uh, first thing in the morning, I should like to speak with my brother one more time before I turn in. He's saying this to Miss. Sure, yeah. So I was thinking I would head over there now. Gruber sees that the two of you are kind of finishing up and, and Rotan's getting ready to stand. And he comes walking back over to the table and he says... Oh, don't don't worry about it, Mr. Cat. I'll clean up. <laughs> and he starts clearing the dishes. Uh, all right. Hooman. He wiggles his glasses. Help Gruber. 
Rotan goes to uh, his brother's house. And is Mist going to just sit by the fire and read the journal? Yep. He's going to take ten minutes to cast his spell and then study this thing. Rotan, you trudge back through the streets, arriving at your brother's house. And you could see through the windows that they are as happy and ecstatic as when you left them. Glor is holding his son up and tossing him in the air playfully. And the remnants of their dinner still sit on the table as the three play together in the main room. God bless us, everyone. Sorry, this really does <laughs> really have does. a whole Christmas <laughs> yeah. carol feel to it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, uh, so Rotan's gonna gonna go inside and um, and greet them. Ah, Rotan, my boy, I I did not expect you back so soon. I just we've we've finished dinner. I'm sorry. We could always warm something up for you. Uh, hello, brother. Ah, uh, no, no. We we uh, I have already eaten. Ah, uh, I have conferred with my uh, adventuring companions, and we are going to be setting out. Ah, uh, at first light, unless, of course, something unexpected happens. Ah, uh, so I, uh, I wanted to make sure. Oh, no, you can't do that. You gotta stay more. Wiley gets, Wiley has to get to know his uncle some more. Ah, uh, well, I'm afraid there's a uh, pressing business in tier that we must attend to. Oh, that's so far away. Just... Just, you know, just stay a couple days. A couple days won't hurt ya. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, I, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, mid- Midwestern hospitality and all that. But I'm afraid that, that uh, we really must be going. Uh, it, is, it is most urgent. And uh, there are people who may be in danger if we do not leave and leave uh, and travel there quickly. So... Uh, so I am afraid that, that this, uh, this is going to be goodbye for, for the time being. Uh, but you, you just got, you've been gone a whole year. Don't you know, we'd love to see you. Look at little Wiley. Look at how much he misses his uncle Rotan. Ah. Uh, and the kid is, seems completely indifferent to your presence. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, uh, well, you can tell him about me and I'll be back someday, especially now that I'm not dead anymore. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. I, I tried to tell him not to put it up there. I, I kind of begged the city council, but, you know, they thought it would be the right and honorable thing to do. Well, it's... I, I understand these these uh, these things happen. Yes. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know where my brother is at this moment? Oh, he's standing right next to me right here. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> he's just been awfully quiet. Uh, <laughs> yes, Rotan, what... What what would you like of me? I'm I'm sorry, I'm a bit I'm a bit I'm a bit overcome. It's it has been a very wild last few days or years, or I don't even know. Yes, it has it has been uh, truly truly strange. I uh I wanted to say I am I am glad to see that you are well, and I hope that you continue to be well, both of you. Yes. 
Uh, I did wish to ask, though, why did you come here in the first place? This is the last place in the world that I expected to find you. Broton, you are not going to believe this, but I, too, had a vision. Really? I was... I was told that there was great evil and that my family, our legacy, depended on me coming here. And I knew not what that meant. But now that I am here with Aaron, with Wiley, I understand what she meant. Yes, Timora moves in mysterious ways. I would agree. Well, I wish you the best of luck, brother, in your your life to come. And I will see you again someday. Of that, I have no doubt. You as well, Aaron. Farewell for now. Broton, one, one final thing yes. before you leave. Should you, in your travels, run into your sister? Yes. Tell her to pick up her goddamn table. The hearty gale floats in the harbor of Roth. Sailors busy themselves on the deck and rigging. Two sailors half-heartedly polish the railing near the gangplank. Do you ever think we chose the wrong life? I don't know. Don't think we had much choice. I think the life chose us. We used to dream of snow-topped mountains, emerald green forests, and the deep blue sea. Look where that got us. Still time. We can walk away. No, we can't. Why not? Well, to hell with the captain, to hell with our contracts. The world is our... our oyster. Ew, oysters are gross. Okay, chocolate then. No, that doesn't make any sense. Noreen... You're missing the point. We are the architects of our own dreams. You know, we really aren't. You're hopeless. Did you see what the new captain did on boat? I lock me arms where they are, thank you very much. You too. Back to work. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. See? Stop dreaming and... A cloaked man begins to board the gangplank to the ship. The two sailors step in front of him. Uh, now you are not supposed to be here. Stand aside and let me board. No fooling. The captain is quite clear on these things. Rule 27. Now when is to board the ship without express written con- Noreen is cut off in mid-sentence as the man turns her into a sheep. <coughs> Noreen! Right, I'll do you for that. I do apologize, but I really haven't the time for this. The man flicks his wrist and sends Niles flying over the gunwale into the murky harbor below. The noise draws attention. I told you to... Well, this is a surprise. A long overdue one, I should think. You've got an old, Arnon. To think that arrogant, ambitious young man would become... this... What a shame. Such is the way of things. It doesn't have to be. I know what you are trying to do, Endu. It won't work. It cannot. 
Always the arrogant apprentice, aren't you, Arnon? Reaching beyond your station. Grasping, struggling to hold that ephemeral flicker of comprehension. The tighter you hold to your beliefs, your facts, the more true understanding slips through your fingers. Perhaps I was wrong. You haven't changed at all. Nor it would seem, have you? You remain enchanted by the sound of your own voice. <laughs> well, this has been enjoyable. Perhaps you can return in another twenty years to insult me further. How blinded you have become to the truth. Be that as it may, I really must depart. Farewell, Arnon. I doubt we'll meet again. No, we won't. Arnon raises his arms. Ropes and rigging fly at Endu, pinning his arms to his sides. Really? With a flick of his fingers, the ropes fall to the ground. I taught you better than that. When you have advantage, you strike! Endu releases a blistering beam of arcane energy. Arnon barely manages to cast shield in time. He struggles to hold back the force of Endu's blow. Around him, the arcane energy crackles and pops, warping the wood and melting the metal. Endu releases the beam. Arnon breathes heavily, clearly drained by the attack. That's better. Now come on, child. Show me what you can do. Arnon closes his eyes and extends his hands before him. The shadows cast by the late morning sun begin to swirl and gather upon the deck between the two wizards. The darkness grows as more shadows rush to join. The formless void begins to coalesce until the shadows part, like a pair of enormous wings unfolding. Two violet eyes open within the shadow, followed by rows of razor-sharp teeth. A terrifying roar fills the harbor as sailor and citizens scurry for shelter. A dragon! How terrifying. Oh, Arnon. We both know dragons are deceased. What happened to you? You were so promising once... Endu is interrupted by a blast of acidic energy, which strikes the right side of his body. He screams in torment. In surprise. You... You were saying... Enough! I have had enough of this. You... Surrender... Oh no, my apprentice. I am done toying with you. A fierce wind blows across the deck. The dragon flaps its wings, attempting to make purchase, but it cannot. It is pushed backward, then explodes outwards as shadows scatter across the harbor. No! I am afraid now we must part. I should like to say it was nice to see you, but it really wasn't. Goodbye, Arnon. Oblivion awaits! Arnon begins to raise from the deck. He is held in the air by an unseen force. Endu walks towards him, his skin and clothes still smoldering from the acid. Arnon's bones begin to twist and crack. His body folds in on itself, as if being crushed by an invisible fist. He screams in agony and then dies. With a dismissive gesture, Endu flings his broken corpse into the harbor before turning his attention to the crew.
Show's over. Everyone back to work. We depart for the Shrouded Isle within the hour. Terrified, the crew returns to work. Endu stands on the foredeck, watching the sea where Arnon's corpse fell. I loathe to say it, but I'm going to miss that man. <laughs>